Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Uh, happy spring, everybody! It's actually spring in real life. According to the thermometer, it's even warmed up and everything. Uh, I wanted to apologize for the very long hiatus that we've had between shows. We, um, we've been very busy. Uh, my store, Standing Chimney, opened in March, and it takes a lot of work preparing to open that, but we were actually open two days in March. Um, so I know that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? We're, oh my gosh, we were open two days. We were wiped out. But um, we're a, an extreme specialty store um, located in western Pennsylvania, and we sell um, almost everything we have. Probably at this point about 95% of what we have is locally made. So we have to make the things, contact everyone who participates in our store and then get the building all set up which involves moving everything around because my um, store partner loves to move everything around so we do that and then um, get everything get all the stock in and everything get it all set up and uh, I don't know we usually have about 10 disasters during that time and then we open and we have a fabulous time seeing people we haven't seen uh, for a little while we we're open the first Saturday of each month from March through December, and then we're also open, we'll open like the first day of spring, the first day of summer, the first day of fall. Um, we have a couple of other extra things that we do also. It's a little bit about our store, so that's my excuse for not doing this podcast, which is a very lame excuse, but an excuse nevertheless. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about um, something that I did for our spring opening um, that I'm kind of proud of. I have a candy that I actually made last year for the first time. I found it online. I was looking at some things online and I found this candy called Irish Potato Candy. And there's, I don't know, for every, when you look up Irish Potato Candy, you will find a lot of recipes, varying recipes. Uh, I guess in the old days it was actually made with mashed potatoes and some people still do that. That sounds really gross. (laughs) Well, my friend's mom used to make it with mashed potatoes, John Chamberlain, and he's Irish. So, But apparently it's a, a candy that can be made with leftover mashed potatoes made by Irish people. The particular Irish potato candy that I uh, wanted to make is something that comes from Philadelphia, which has an enormous Irish population. And it was a um, candy that was given out traditionally on St. Patrick's Day. And I guess they would hide a coin, which I always, la- I always love like... The British Isles are famous for this, making something and hiding a coin in it. Okay, first of all, the thing you're eating isn't that good for your teeth, you know, sugary snack. And then they throw a chunk of metal in. (laughs) Well, and (laughs) coins are probably the dirtiest thing (laughs) you could put in a food. Yeah, really. So they're throwing a nasty, dirty old penny in there for you to find and be delighted that you found a nasty, dirty penny in your sugary candy. So anyway, that was one of the traditions that I found. While I was looking for this recipe, I knew I would be making it. The store um, was open. We did a special St. Patrick's Day thing last year, and the store was going to be open. So I thought, oh, that would be a cool thing to try. So I start looking for the recipe, and the only thing I could find, they're all very similar, and they were all recipes that included cream cheese. And I knew I couldn't use cream cheese because I knew that my candy would not be... I wasn't going to keep it in a refrigerator. 
number one. Number two, it didn't sound really good. It was uh, cream cheese. Uh, most of them are uh, cream cheese mixed with powdered sugar and coconut and formed into a ball. And, you know, and it, it just, I don't know, the thought of all that cream cheese just didn't thrill me. So I thought, there's got to be one that's just, I mean, you know, the, if it's a candy sold in a candy store, it has to have been made at some time without cream cheese because that it you wouldn't be able to do it. So... I couldn't find what I was looking for. And I, I mean, when I say I did a lot of research, I read so many interviews with candy stores in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area. I read recipes from people all up and down the East Coast. You know, my mother made this. This is how my aunt did it or my grandmother, whatever. So what I did was I kind of picked out a few recipes that I thought sounded reasonable in their amounts and instructions, and then I altered them slightly to something that I thought would be, um, how do they say that in the food biz these days? Non-hazardous? So (laughs) (laughs) that just refers to non-hazardous foods these days are foods that kind of can't kill you from, you know, uh, bacterial visitors. Non-toxic. Yeah, kind of in the same realm. Edible. (laughs) So, uh, so I... In my um, candy, I used butter. Uh, I used just butter and not cream cheese. And I um, made a dough with the butter, powdered sugar, coconut. And really, in all honesty, it was really funny because when you make it, the stuff falls all apart. So you have to knead it and knead it and knead it and work it and get it to stick together. And that's the thing. I think that's the thing that makes it a good candy. The coconut is slightly dry, but not really. But it will absorb moisture from uh, the rest of the ingredients. And I think when you first start out, that coconut is so dry it doesn't want to stick to anything. And it's it's a boy, it's a mess. Um, but I did. I made it, and uh, and I thought it turned out fairly good. So we, I thought I'll do it again this year. Well, of course. After all that work I did last year, I couldn't find my recipe <laughs> because that's how it goes in the food business. That is how it goes in the food business. So I could not find my recipe. And I looked everywhere that I thought I have like, oh, I don't know, a dozen places where I put a specific recipe if it's good or if it's this type of recipe or whatever. And I don't make candy. I really don't make any candy. So that's, you know, I thought, oh, I I have to find it. Well, I couldn't find it. So then I thought, well, I remembered reading a couple specific articles and a couple things, and I kind of remembered what I did. So I tried to retrace my steps again, did the same thing over, and spent about two days looking uh, through recipes and trying to remember what I did. So I made my Irish potato candy for Standing Chimney's St. Patrick's Day celebration. And when I made it, I didn't think it was... I I don't know. I just thought, this doesn't taste... I don't remember this tasting like this last year. Did this taste like this last year? I don't know. I mean, it was good, but it just didn't seem the same to me. And then you roll... When you make the potato candy, you make little potatoes maybe like, eh, I don't know, an inch and a half long. They're not huge, but they're, they're like an inch and a half long, maybe half inch wide, like a little potato-shaped thing. And you roll them in cinnamon to give them the appearance of being a little dirty brown potato, okay? So I rolled them in the cinnamon, and then I thought the cinnamon looked weird. And I didn't like the way the cinnamon looked on it. It was like, I'm thinking, what a disaster. And of course I made a double batch of disaster. So I thought, oh, lovely. I made them, and I took them over to the store, and they were very well-received. People liked them. Now, I don't sell them because it's St. Patrick's Day, and they're a treat, 
So I don't sell them, but I um, give them out to the customers, and everybody really liked them. But I just kept thinking, yeah, they're being nice because, you know, whatever. So um, I just, I, I wasn't real pleased with them, but I made them, and they're, they were a lot of fun to make. So it's something something good, something good to try. We also do a couple of other things for our St. Patrick's Day. We do, um, they're called an Irish tea cake, and basically what they are is like a very tiny, small uh, soda bread with raisins, or currants in it, rather. And they're just a small, they look like a small bun, but they're a tiny little, I, that's the best equivalent I could say is if you were to make Irish soda bed, bread, but make it like it were a small bun, you know, and bake them on a sheet, that's about what they come out like. And we do that, and we have Devonshire cream, and uh, we have a Reuben dip that we make, so we make it a nice, you know, like a nice Irish Irish evening, and we have a delightful Irish music provided by Anna McAnellen, who is our resident Irish flute player, and she came and played for us, and it was very nice. It was a very nice event. Merrimack mixes are sold exclusively at Standing Chimney. Standing Chimney is next open on April 2nd from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. The address is 566 Payton Road in New Galilee, PA, but actually we're just off of Route 376 West in beautiful Lawrence County. Stop by and say hi. Well, now that my store is open, I'm probably going to be mentioning that every podcast just to promote myself because that's why I'm here. Um, The next time our store is open will be the first Saturday in April, which happens to be April 2nd. And if you're uh, in western Pennsylvania, by all means, look us up and come and visit us. We have a lot of really neat items, things you won't see anyplace else, with nearly 95% of it locally made. Um, We won't have Irish potato candy next time, though, because that's, like, just for St. Patrick's Day. Although, I don't know. I could be persuaded. I'm just riding the wave of my recent compliments, so, you know. Oh, and, the, and uh, yes, um, I had mentioned during our commercial break that we had uh, we did an event. Anna and I did an event at Wiggle Whiskey. It was really, really neat. It's a it's, it was actually at the Wiggle Whiskey Distillery, which is on Smallman Street in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and it's like it was so cool. Which I had to laugh because I'm thinking, oh, cookies and whiskey, nothing goes together like cookies and whiskey. It was all right, you know. But and, they and barbecue and barbecue, yeah, and bar- cookies, whiskey, and barbecue. Mm-mm-mm. But <laughs> it was really neat. They had serving tables set up. They had some hors d'oeuvres and things like that, veggies and whatever, and of course, um, thirty dozen cookies. And, <laughs> and right behind us were these enormous casks um, where whiskey was aging, and it was really something. I've never been in a distillery before to see something like that. It was really cool they do tours tastings they have they have an event there almost not an event they do something special there almost every day like different pairings like whiskey and coffee and um they have a a book group and they have tea and stuff like that they have all kinds of things so if you're in the pittsburgh area look them up it's a really uh neat and different thing to see they also do mixed drinks while you're there they had about six i think different mixed drinks um i think they had like five. There's four whiskey drinks and then one gin drink. Four drink. Yeah, and it, they do. They have uh, several different products that they manufacture there at their company, and um, they had several different 
styles of whiskey, which I didn't realize there. I, I'm not a whiskey person, so I didn't realize that that was a thing. But they had several several different styles. They age it in different barrels. They also do. Um, they make gin, and then they had a variety of whiskey related items there. It was a very nice. I've never been there before. It was very nice. Then the event was really really nice. They had uh, Pittsburgh Smokehouse barbecue truck right outside in the parking lot, which was awesome. And if I like, my dream is to have a food truck that like a different food truck that would just park in front of my work every day that I could go out and get food from. That would be the most awesome thing. Although I don't think I'll be able to make this happen. I would be in heaven if that could happen. That would be really cool. But the Pittsburgh Smokehouse truck is delicious. Absolutely Mm -hmm. melt in your mouth, pulled park, pulled park. Absolutely mountain. Absolutely, my mouth is melting and I can no longer talk. Melt in your mouth. Who would think that would be so hard to say? Melt in your mouth barbecue. That should be one of those things you have to do for speech class. (laughs) Round ragged rock. Uh, But it it was really good. Um, The very, very nice event though. So if you're ever looking for a place to do a fundraiser, that's a good place to consider to do it. It was, it worked out really well. Um, we do a lot of things in and around the Pittsburgh area and we'll bring them up from time to time on our podcast of different, uh, friends that also do podcasts or have, uh, you know, businesses, food trucks, whatnot that, um, we support and who support us. So that's one we'd like to mention for today. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Um, thank you for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you. 